3: And this edition of Blunt Business is brought to you by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Coming to Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. You, all of you, my wonderful listeners here on Blunt Business, absolutely should be there. Come make the trip. It's a short ride, and it's so cheap to come down here. Miss Miami in the summertime, but what, what else can you say? We're only just a stone's throw from South Beach. And we have hundreds of exhibitors, thousands of attendees, great speakers are going to be joining us. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on, but in the meantime, go ahead and log on to usccexpo.com for your tickets. usccexpo.com is where you find out more. This episode, we're going to talk to a pioneer of the cannabis industry and one of the most knowledgeable and successful players in the state of California. California. I'm here with the president and CEO of TransCanna Holdings, Jim Pakulas Jim, thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, thanks for having me.
3: Wonderful. Thanks for making time to join us. Uh, now, let's go and mention TransCanna Holdings. It's a Canadian-based company providing branding, transportation, and distribution services through its wholly owned California subsidiaries to a range of industries, including the cannabis marketplace. So... Being in Canada and being based in Canada, talk to me about the current state of the Canadian market. We've talked about it later on the show, wanted to know if, uh, what it's like to deal with the balance of your business between Canada and the rest of the world.
1: Well, California, as you know, is really an island upon itself as far as its magnitude and size. Uh, California being you know, almost 40 million residents, 240 million annual visitors, it actually surpasses the population of, of Canada. Uh, and because about 10 years of experience in the cannabis space um, uh, for myself, uh, it lends itself perfectly for Transcana and what we're creating in California uh, in the cannabis sector. Um, And specifically, what we're creating is a self-enclosed ecosystem in which we have just recently acquired one of the largest facilities in the state, which will allow us to be vertically integrated Uh, We're also uh, acquiring brands. We'll have up to 15 different brands under our umbrella company, uh, and we'll be able to satisfy and do all of that within our own self-contained facility, which is a 196,000 square foot facility in Central California. So we have a lot going on right now.
3: Yeah, I'm looking right now at the uh, press release for that, and... That's a huge property. That's a lot, of, a lot of money right there. So congratulations on that. I know there's more, uh, that's just all on top of everything else that's been going on with Transcanna. You've boasted of Transcanna as, quote, arguably the largest self-contained vertically integrated company. As you said, owning up to 15 premium brands in California and is pursuing a true, quote, self-contained ecosystem approach. Expand on that for us.
1: Yeah, happy to. When I created Transcana, I wanted to imagine what the marketplace was going to look like 3 and 4 years down the road. Where were the where are the margins going to be in 220 uh, 2022, 2023, 2024? Um and I came to the conclusion that the the ecosystem, uh whether it's the the cultivators or the nurseries or the extractors, or the manufacturers, I see that um, their their margins are probably going to contract, and the reason is everyone's gonna get really good at it. Um, there won't be the fragmentation that there is right now. However, at the other end of the spectrum, I believe that the margins for high quality brands will, be, will maintain or actually potentially even increase. Because this is just a consumer's good product like any other consumer good products. And if you have a quality brand that's recognized by the populace, they are going to buy your product if it's serving their needs, whatever their needs may be. Um, So our goal is to concentrate on the biggest and best margins in two to three years from now and then reverse engineer into that. And we wanna do this to scale, which is a critical element. We don't wanna do it and be a boutique player. We wanna be one of the more dominating, if not the dominating uh, company in the state of California that owns the brands. And so therefore, uh, we scoured the countryside through my network and through the network, uh, we hired a mergers and acquisitions firm, and we looked at, uh, I tasked them with two different things, to look at real estate transaction force. Uh, that we could go ahead and have all of the elements that we need to create brand or to buy brands and transport them into a facility and to do that to scale. Um, um, so I've had them look at real estate and I had them look at brands for us, uh, which they've been doing for almost two years. Uh, and they were fortunate enough to introduce me or I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the facility that we ended up acquiring uh, it was formerly a food processing facility uh-huh. uh, about two years ago it went through uh, US $8 million of renovation uh, by a third party that's no longer in the equation uh, and it comes with five acres all in the green zone uh, so this facility now after the $8 million of renovation and those $8 million it was renovation for a vertically integrated cannabis focused facility so now it's designed to be vertically integrated so what can we do in short what can we it really is and what here's what we can do in the facility now we can do nursery you know predicated on us getting our licenses we can do nursery cultivation manufacturing extraction bottling canning um, we're building a kitchen in there, um, transportation and distribution, all to scale in this facility. So uh, in addition to that, once we get up and going, again, we have the five acres adjacent to this facility, also in the green zone, that we can build out tranches uh, for indoor grow um, when we feel the timing is right. So it's, it's wonderfully logistically located, It's about two hours south of San Francisco, um, it's in a prime spot. It's an agricultural area. So we're starting to be able to interview top tier individuals that come from the agricultural space to come in, and work with us at the facility. Um, and also the power rates, as you probably know, some of the most expensive top uh, line item expenses in the cannabis industry when you're a grower, uh, indoor grower is the, your electric costs. And we have some of the lowest electric costs in this state. Um, um, that we get our, our power from. Um, so it all blends together really, really nicely for us.
3: You know, not that long ago, we actually talked to another company that uh – is doing the same kind of idea in Massachusetts in a city called Freetown, where, again, it was a large company that actually, so you said it was a food company, and the company over here in Boston, it was actually, was originally going to be Sam Adams, who was going to put a brewery there, and they already had everything pretty much built and ready to go, same idea. So And also, it's outside of the area, so much room to work off of, the infrastructure, everything being built in, it's in that same form, where you have all that ready to go, and you have the option and the opportunity to go ahead and be this so vertically integrated. Talk about integration. <laughs> Your background, I'm looking on Bloomberg. I don't even know how to start with <laughs> everything you've done in three years of experience in entrepreneurial companies, emerging and high growth sectors. You've worked in internet, fin- internet finance, real estate, healthcare, and insurance. You've done m as operations, real estate transactions, financing, accounting, legal and human resources. You've done it all. And... In the last decade, you've been in cannabis. Talk to me about the excitement that it was that it comes here and how you've been able to basically use this this tool chest of skills you've worked out over three years of entrepreneurial work as what's called here a skilled leader, negotiator, and consensus builder to help service the cannabis industry through TransCana.
1: I started in 2000, I think um, your listeners are probably more interested in the cannabis aspect, so I, right. I actually started in the cannabis industry in California in 2010. Right. Um, as as a reminder, in 1996, medicinal cannabis was permitted in the state of California. And in 2010, I was looking at the landscape, and I saw that no one had capitalized um, from a publicly traded level, no one had capitalized on the ability um, to grow a medicinal cannabis related enterprise, so I actually did a reverse merger in July of two thousand and ten, acquired a variety of different medicinal cannabis assets. Uh, and I also acquired what was at the embryonic stage of weed maps. Uh, and so from the middle of two thousand and ten to the end of two thousand and twelve uh, as CEO of the publicly traded company, which had one hundred percent ownership of weed maps at the time, we grew up from zero to about sixteen million top line revenue. Uh, created uh, a market cap of just under half a billion dollars, which was arguably the the first one uh, in North America in the cannabis space that were, was doing those types of numbers with that type of market cap. Um, and the stock went from about thirty cents to a mid four dollar range. Um, so it was a it was a baptism by fire. It was a, um, you know, it was a great experience. And, uh, uh, but the takeaway from that was um, having. Uh, created a lot of great relationships, you know, almost a decade ago in California in the cannabis sector. Um, And so parlaying that into TransCanna, I think only can benefit us and the company uh, from, you know, the stage where we're at now, which is the, the entrepreneurial stage. And as we're, we start executing on our business plan, which we have, one of the neat things about TransCanna is that um, we, we have, we have set ourselves milestones, and, and we've we've hit pretty much every one. Uh, we we decided we wanted to find a facility to scale and acquire it, and we were able to acquire it at a steep discount to market. Um, so, so we hit that milestone. Um, the LOIs that we have out right now for several different brands, high tier brands for acquisitions, uh, those are going very well for us uh, in the due diligence stage. Uh, management team that we're pulling together is top tier so we're checking all the boxes for us to scale um, to have those relatively comfortable or large margins in two to three years from now once things really start uh, getting into place but um, we also anticipate even though we just went public January 9th of this year we also anticipate having revenues on the books by the end of this year because of of, uh, how things are working uh, for TransCanada right now
3: Fantastic. Let's go ahead and talk more about this, and more about the comparisons between California and Canada when it comes to the cannabis markets. We're talking here with James Packolis, CEO of Transcanna, here on Plant Business. Back with more questions for James in just a moment. But before we go to break, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo is weeks away, August 3rd and 4th. Doctors. We hope you'll join us Friday, August 2nd for our physician training and certification program so you can take the exam to become a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients, you get to see a medical doctor all weekend long for evaluation so you can quickly and easily get your medical marijuana card. Education, speed, networking, powerful keynotes, a very interactive exhibit space await you. At the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo It's coming up August 3rd and 4th at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami, Florida. Log on to usccexpo.com. Again, usccexpo.com. Secure your tickets today. We hope to see you there.
2: Back in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
3: The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com.
2: That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Jim Pacula's, the CEO of TransCanna
3: Holdings here on Blunt Business. I want to quote to you, Jim, from a recent Yahoo Finance article. Quote, last year we witnessed a number of firsts for the green rush. Canada lifted the veil on nine decades of adult use prohibition by becoming the first industrialized country to legalize adult use cannabis. We also saw a handful of states wave the green flag on medical cannabis and California, the fifth largest economy in the world by gross domestic product, opened its doors to adult use consumers. But supply-side issues have constrained sales in Canada while well, California's cannabis industry is an absolute mess. And uh, it's according to new data from the state, recently released state budget documents showing that California has cut cannabis tax revenue projections by a whopping two hundred twenty three million dollars through twenty twenty. Governor Gavin Newsom has been very vocal about that. Okay. Talk to me about how you've had to diversify your strategy when working on both of these challenge markets.
1: Well, our market is focused in California strictly and solely in California okay. so um, so by by targeting like a laser in California we have to deal with, with the portion of that statement you just made which is the fragmentation and you know as you quoted a mess in the state of California. I would argue that things are getting uh, a lot better um, but let me tell you what, what, what uh, you know in my humble opinion took place January 1st 2018. You had a multi-billion dollar industry in existence in the state of California that was being regulated by the municipalities, not by the state. On top of that, adult use uh, commenced January 1st, 2018. Also on top of that, the state began regulating. So now they're jumping in to regulate an existing multi-billion dollar industry and a brand new sector of an industry. Um, so not an easy challenge for anybody to go ahead and get the reins and then try to go ahead and coordinate uh, all the different elements um, to to in order to the end results being taxation and 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 you know people above board working above board within legal parameters. Difficult challenge.. Uh, totally. And that was one of the reasons why we actually were happy we did not go public in two eighteen and way into 219 because there were so many stop and starts in the state of California and a lot of really good brands and people um, ended up leaving the industry because they couldn't financially withstand the the stop and start and the the additional costs that were necessary. As an example, in the summertime, you had to go through three different types of packaging uh, because the state had amended it uh, three different times. So that's a very expensive proposition um, for smaller uh, operations. Um, But... fast forward to today, things are, are, I think starting to, um, even themselves out uh, and the system seems to be working better. With that said, it is still an incredibly fragmented industry which is wonderful for us. It is a blank slate. There's no true dominant dominant players uh, as far as brands that are in the marketplace. There's no Coca-Colas out there yet. And so with Transcana, we have this unbelievable opportunity. As you said, the fifth largest domestic, uh, fifth largest uh, producing economy in the world right here in our backyard with no dominant brands, and we have a facility of 196,000 square feet uh, that's fully integrated, and we're buying brands and creating brands, so we really feel that we have an opportunity to be one of those premier brands that are on the shelves, that consumers won't have to go to the bud tender and listen to the bud tender for 10 or 15 minutes to describe certain things. They'll know exactly what they want when they walk into the dispensary, uh, and that's what we want to deliver to uh to the end users in the state of california
3: and i'll tell you what for whatever reason the mess that california is in it has not stopped the influx of companies coming in here to expand themselves into the market because i'm just reading uh, just at forbes.com just a couple days ago they're mentioning the fact that you know more multi-state operators are making their way into the state it's not stopping and you know even though with all the high high regulations, all the issues, there is so many millions of dollars, so many different companies coming in. But you know, for California's sake, I don't understand how they're not getting the tax revenue. Because in the same article, I want to just take quote: California is absolutely taxing the daylights out of its consumers. Aside from having the highest base sales tax of any state in the country, California imposes get this a fifteen percent excise tax on adult use cannabis, a cultivation levy of nine dollars 25 cents per ounce on cannabis flowers or 275 per ounce on cannabis leaves all told consumers can be on the hook for an aggregate tax of up to 45 percent depending on the city how do you work through these taps obstacles to make sure to keep prices down on whatever you're working on
1: couple different ways to answer that mm-hmm. a lot of the municipalities are recognizing that if they want to attract quality companies into their areas, they cannot charge five and 10% tax. Um, mm-hmm. they have to bring it down and company and excuse me, municipalities are doing that. Adelanto, um, outside of Los Angeles is, is a perfect example. Two months ago, they were at 5%. They dropped it down to 1%. Wow. Um, so they're recognizing that if you're going to attract the quality players, and the quality companies into your community, you cannot overtax them. They'll just leave. They'll go down to someplace else where the taxes are less. Number two, um, the state itself, uh, there, you know it, it's been ebbs and flows in regards to the rules and regulations, uh, But and it is expensive uh, to a certain extent. Um, however, how do we mitigate that? We mitigate it by, again, going back to our facility in which we have extremely low energy. So we're going to be able to have our nurseries, our cultivation, indoor nurseries, indoor cultivation, and we're going to be able to do it at a far less expense than a and other indoor uh, operators because of the power costs are so significantly less. That's going to assist us to take those biomasses and create the oils and, and, and the necessary uh, ingredients to put into the goods, into the brands that we're acquiring or creating to then get out to the dispensaries. So with us, uh, uh, one is that the region we're in, the taxes are relatively low. Number two, the power costs are relatively low. Number three, because we're gonna be doing this to scale, we're gonna be saving a lot on our internal operations compared to a, you know, a three or 4,000 square foot grow that may not have the benefit of such low power um, costs. So it's a combination of a couple of different elements for us to mitigate um, those extremely high taxes um, that are prevalent in some of the regions throughout the state of California.
3: Now, one of the quote I want to make mention of is uh, in the same article, this is from a sean williams the motley fool who put this article through yahoo i thought this was a good point to make point to our listeners here on the show quote long story short california is going to have to get serious about adjusting its tax policy if it has any chance of uprooting the state's mammoth black market until we see serious tax policy changes california could be more trouble than it's worth to investors and i want to just bring another thing before i ask you another question here jim uh the fact that most recently no at least what I want to see is with California and the cannabis market, there are things that are being done. I just saw now recently a news story that came out from the Associated Press, the Southern California Coalition, which is a cannabis industry group. They penned a letter to L.A. City Hall asking for a crackdown on legal shops, urging officials to seize cash in cannabis for illegal shops, saying they may be selling tainted products. And again, we just need to see action from the from the government and from law enforcement to make that happen. So I want to make that a point there is – people are being advocates they're active uh, really being activists to try to get things pushed across now so that's the bad end of the tax ends. but let's talk about the banking side let's talk about the other side of money that's more beneficial there is some good news hopefully that might be giving California one step closer to providing the cannabis industry with legal banking California State Senate did pass a bill that would allow private banks and credit unions to apply for state charters to specifically handle cannabis financial transactions under this legislation State Assembly and Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, must approve it before it becomes law. But these limited purpose charters would allow such institutions to offer depository services to license cannabis businesses. So I know you wanted to talk about things. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was uh, banking, cap structure, uh, those kind of uh, measures. Take a minute to go and talk to me about what you're seeing in the forefront when it comes to making it easier for TransCanada to work more in the market with banking financial services, and to work with all the money and all the uh, war chests that you're working with to build your business. The, um,
1: in in the marketplace, there are um, discreetly uh, there are organizations um, on a discreet level um, um, that have entertained. Um, taking care of banking issues for cannabis related companies what you just mentioned really, pertaining to the safe act is phenomenal yeah. i mean i think it's just it's going to open up the doors and and, and listen it's it's just a, a it's a tremendous benefit for everyone in the ecosystem from at the, from the federal level cuz they get a piece of the action as far as taxation the state level the municipal level the operators uh, all of the producers along the way everyone needs a safe port to put their capital, and having you know the state being being proactive and recognizing this and instituting this, I think is just uh, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful benefit for everybody in the state of California. Um, as far as the cap structure of Transcan, I'm jumping over to that question real quick, we did something very very unique. Um, we chose to be extremely conservative with our cap structure. Um, in fact, when we went public in January ninth, uh, two thousand nineteen, we only had twelve million shares outstanding. Trade um, we opened up at fifty cents on the CSE under the ticker TCAN. TCAN. Uh, closed the first day at 95 cents. Uh, we've traded anywhere from you know four dollars to seven dollars. So we've we've done well, but we've we've concentrated on wanting the shareholders to to do really well with us, shareholders and investors all along the way. So at, within a short period of time after our IPO, we did a we did a private placement announced 10 million, were oversubscribed, raised 16 million, and that was a two dollar private placement with a half tradable at three. And we just closed a $5, excuse me, we just closed a $10 million private placement uh, last week, and that was a $5 uh, private placement with a $6 half-tradable warrant. So I feel like I need to be like Jim Cramer hitting
3: one of those buttons for like a bull market. Here we go, TransCanada, <laughs> like whatever he's got. <laughs> one of those things I need to, but unfortunately the finance stuff is a little bit over my head, which is unfortunate, but uh, uh, I want to so make mention of now. So the bill that I mentioned of, and just to kind of follow back up, as I mentioned, the bill that we're looking at, that the state Senate did pass is called the Cannabis Limited Charter Banking and Credit Union Law. For those that want to just make sure for the context, it would authorize the limited charter bank or credit union to issue special purpose checks to cannabis businesses in order to pay government fees, taxes, rent, and vendor. Invoices. This law would also require the charters be insured, and they're talking about there would be up to about 900 banks branches in California that could easily be converted into bank branches to handle cannabis cash. Uh, when it comes down to that, you know how much, you know these. They're basically seeing the story from Forbes about how it's the change in who's in the governor's office now that Gavin Newsom is trying to be proponent because he sees the tax benefits. He's trying to get that tax revenue up. Uh, Do you see that kind of effort from the government only being a benefit to what you're looking to do?
1: Absolutely. 100%. And not only that, but let's expand on that. Uh I see the federal government also having a keen eye on trying to solve the, the very challenging environment between state and federal law throughout the United States with the overwhelming majority of the states now committing one form or another of cannabis, um the federal government um i'm hoping that before the 2020 election uh, addresses it whether they exempt uh cannabis whether they reschedule it uh, whether they simply just push it down to the states but yet um uh, subject to clients uh, forming uh, performing within legal boundaries of those states and the federal governments will not interfere something along those lines is what's what I I think would just open the doors wide open uh, in the cannabis space, not only in California, uh, but nationwide. And from, you know, talking to a lot of smart people in the industry, they're, they're pegging between the next 12 to 18 months that the federal government will take some form of action uh, to the benefit of, of the cannabis industry in the United States.
3: If California is able to get this law put into law and offers this charter, uh, this chartering i'll tell you that is going to ring the bell of washington and the legislators are going to say you know what if it's being done here let's get this enacted everywhere else which is very important to all
1: absolutely so again i'm absolutely. here with jim here, so
3: oh, oh thank you so much uh, i'm here with jim Paculas, ceo of trans here on blunt business we're going to be back with final questions uh you made mention of the facility you just uh, put together in adelanto california we're going to talk about that and a little bit more in just a moment
2: here on blunt business we'll be right back
3: Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches. Premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com.
2: That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Jim Pakula, CEO of TransCanna here on Plum
3: Business. Yahoo fan is, you know, again, I, I, what can I say? They've been reading a lot of good stuff lately. And they've mentioned TransCanna here most recently about your internal projects, your Adelanto, California facility, applied for permanent manufacturing, distribution, and transportation license in April, April 2019. You're looking now have the goal of putting city and state licenses in place as quickly as possible the move would open the door to significant distribution potential for its own goods and other third-party brands. So what's left to be done before this uh, facility is at full operation?
1: Licensing. The next phase is our licensing phase. Uh, Licenses will be submitted uh, in in June. Uh, We'll go, we work with a county at the facility on the licenses and then we apply for our state provisional or permanent licenses. Um, We're all running a parallel path where uh, we're, we're, we're doing our due diligence on the necessary equipment for all the different uh, attributes that the building uh, is going to allow us again as i mentioned everything from from cultivation to nursery to cultivation manufacturing extraction um, distribution transportation Uh, so we we don't we want to be ready once we get the licenses we want to be ready to go uh, immediately thereafter the the other aspect of Transcana that we have incorporated already is that we'd like to have three to five uh, facilities throughout the state and why is that important because we want to make sure we have the products for the end consumers in a timely fashion uh, with that said we've uh, about a month or two ago we have at least 10,000 square feet in Atalanto Atalanto again is an uh, hour and a half uh, uh, north-northeast of Los Angeles mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a nice hub for us down there. Uh, we're going through 10 improvements on that. Should be done by the end of June. We just received our city permanent license to be operational in manufacturing distribution, state license, knock on wood, we get them sometime in July. Um, so that's a perfect example of the other three or four facilities we wanna have throughout the state of California, besides what we refer to as the mothership, which is our 196,000 square foot facility. We want three or four other facilities throughout the state for us to be able to. To distribute and have those goods to be able to get to the dispensaries in a just-in-time fashion.
3: And I know you're not too far away from the Mojave Desert and that part of area too, but it's great that you had that spot. By the way, Adelanto, I don't know if you know, uh, if you're really caught up in your Spanish, but it's one word away from Adelante, which is Well, the the phrase that defines onward or going ahead. (laughs) So, I guess that's uh,
1: (laughs) kind of ironic
3: to say for TransCanada going forward, onwards with TransCanada. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's good. Again, you can always use that as a, you know, using the next quote for next story in uh, Bloomberg or Forbes or whoever talks here in the next press release. You never know. Uh, So, finally, let's go ahead and talk about where we can learn more about TransCanada and all the things that are going on. Uh, Please direct our listeners to the website and where they should learn more about what's going on, what you're working on in terms of the process, products, fill us in. Also, and how we can find out, uh, I know the uh, stock you said, once again, in the OTC markets, it's TCNAF, and you said it was TCAN on the uh, CETE, correct?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. The OTC, we have not formally uh, applied um, and and gone through that process. We're waiting until probably the end of the summer for that. So we're not actually on the OTC, though I know there's a listing there. Uh, we yes. do trade actively on the Canadian Securities Exchange. The CSE, our ticker is T-C-A-N, T-CAN. We're also trade on the Frankfurt under T-H number 8, T-H number 8. Uh, you can find all the information about Transcanna at www.transcana.com. TransCanada.com, and you can subscribe for our, our, our um, press releases, regular press releases, and get updated uh, on a weekly basis in regards to all the activities that are taking place at TransCanada.
3: Fantastic. So again, TransCanada.com, find all the information that you need. And I'm uh, really glad I got a chance to go ahead and talk to you, and really, I think you're doing great work, and obviously, uh, hope to get a chance to go catch up with you down the line. Any new updates come along, please make sure to go and pass along to us. We'll go ahead and continue to follow along with all the work that you're doing over there at TransCanada. Thank you, Jim, again for being with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
3: Hey, my pleasure. So with that said, we'll talk more about TransCanada down the line, and obviously with everything with California and uh, the Canadian cannabis market, California will continue to be a market that we're going to follow along vigilantly because we still have a lot of companies that are in the space of California, a lot of different things going on within California that we're following along with, along with the issues with the FDA and trying to get you know hemp uh, particular licensing or approval into food products to Illinois legalization there's just so many different issues that are bustling around and here on Blunt Business we're here to give you the context and give you that information which I'm sure the mainstream media will not give to you so you need to stick to this show and subscribe to this show download all the episodes here at Blunt Business subscribe by going to CannabisRadio.com subscribe by Apple Podcasts which of course we hope you'll rate and review give a big five stars for that Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify and iHeartRadio thank you for listening The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
2: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.